0: with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. My name's Dan Kennett, and with me to analyse two fantastic Liverpool wins against Villarreal and Newcastle. We have the full house. No, it's not Mr. Tandon this week, unfortunately, but he, he 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 was just for one week only. He he may make another guest appearance before the end of the season if you if you're all really lucky. But I do have the rest of the crew to help me with it. First of all, our resident data collection and video analyst, Mr. Daniel Rhodes. Good evening, Rosie. How's it going, mate? It's going well, mate. Uh,
2: you, it's going well. Football's going well. Um, you, had week yeah.
1: off, uh, you had a week off. You um, had a week off. You didn't collect Newcastle gags, did it? No so. yeah, gags
2: in Newcastle, but yeah, Villarreal was uh, very interesting. We'll come on to it.
1: Yeah, fun was it? It Does it make it, it worthwhile when you have to rewatch a game like that in super slow mo? No,
2: yeah, it's absolutely amazing when rewatching semi-finals of Champions League's good pressing performances like that. It's it amazing. So we
1: got some big. Big numbers to talk about and the pressing for, for Villarreal. But, and they have the dynamic duo. It's our most qualified sports scientist, Dr. Phil Barter from Middlesex University. Good evening, Phil. How are we doing, boys? You all right? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. Uh, and he, he's he's back. He's here again. It's Mr. Simon Brundish, our most travelled Veteran sports scientist and practitioner—I take the be- best best word for "sigh," even "sigh." I, I, I hate I hate the term
3: "practitioner," but
1: do I'm going to do a
3: bloody PhD just to shut you up.
2: Good. <laughs> good I love it. I was He's well. as well. Si. Veteran. Uh,
1: <laughs> I didn't say grizzled veteran. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, you're actually the oldest, though, aren't you? So. uh
1: no. I think you'll find no anyway okay. that's for another day anyway we are going to talk about <laughs> liverpool two, villarreal nil um and what was an absolutely emphatic uh win for the reds in a european cup semi-final um and let's start with the lineups and the rotation side just very quickly on this one because it was a was best part of a week ago for us. It was um, it was low maintenance, wasn't it, for us on this one?
3: Yeah, it was at the end of uh, what what we'd been doing the the low cycle, just specifically changing units of the pitch. Uh, so defender, midfielder, attacker, perfect. Way we go. Boom. Four three three. The, the team is the team. Yeah. 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 Um, bring, in, bring in physical monsters and see how you cope with us.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, when a team like Bilal who changed like 11 players, does that make a huge difference or does could they lose some kind of rhythm? You'd think changing all 11 and leaving them a week. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think you're going to
3: lose any rhythm in a week. No. I think uh, you're more likely to, you know, when I, I found anyway that it, when, you, when you change five or six and then you've got like first teamers that are playing with lads they have no idea who, where, yeah. where they're going to be stood... That, that can before. kind of, you know, un- unsink a team. Yeah.
2: That happened to us last year, yeah?
3: Yeah, quite a lot, didn't it? Yeah. Do you know, do you know what, right? While we're just quickly doing this, I just want to point out that, um, do you remember, um, well, I think everyone probably remembers last year, but um, the injuries that we had last year. Yes, the um, historic and- level of injuries. An absolute historic level of injury So we had 245 games missed last yeah. year And at this week of the season We had 228 games uh, 222 games missed at, the same, at this week of the season last year
1: Yeah.
3: And any guesses at the number we've got now?
2: 130
3: 80 100. 100 147 Lovely, wow. and so like, and we've and we played twelve more games.
1: So yeah, almost like forty percent less injury. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was one of the things we said on the preseason pod. He um, said the critical success factor for this this season is just having a normal level of injuries and just like having a normal level of our decisions as well. You know, big, big, big obvious things that needed to, to change from last year.
3: Yeah, okay. and 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 last year we had um, massive injuries to massive players. And as much as people will like um, uh, Harvey, but this year um, of those of those hundred and twenty, hundred and twenty-seven, hundred and thirty-seven injuries, uh, games missed of injury, we've got uh, fifty-nine of those are to players eighteen and younger. Oh,
1: wow, let's see where we go. Wow, so, so all we the fringe players we just have at have last the Big players injured. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the the big players is it, is it Bobby who's got the most games lost?
3: Yeah, but was he even playing? Uh, no, the the most games lost are one hundred percent is Thiago, really.
1: Oh right, okay. Oh no, I mean, I mean because he's had about Bobby, Bobby's had about five different injuries this season, hasn't he?
3: Uh, Bobby currently has had three different injuries, and he has missed twelve. He's missed thirteen Premier League games. Yeah. Uh Tiago has missed eleven Premier League
1: games. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that, Sai. Um Bart, um you preview Villarreal as always in the under in the pressure chat on Discord. Um how did this four four two um and their game plan how close was it to what you were saying there was likely to happen? I think um well they play four four
4: two ninety eight percent of the time, so you know they they're gonna play four four two. Um and I thought they were they've set up as a low block, which was expected. Um they try and give up very little in the, the XG department. Um their big loss was uh, Moreno, not the left back, the forward Gerard. Um so they put in uh Greenveld and and Chuck uh, up top which did have a significant impact on their play. Um they, just to give you an idea, uh Moreno normally has a receiving success of 75%. The two players who are up there against us have 50 and 42%. So, therefore, their ability to hold the ball up and therefore build a platform for them to play and get out when they could get out wasn't there. And I think you saw that, as, as uh, Rosie was alluding to, with the pressing performance. It just meant that it, they normally have a 48% possession. In this game, as we know, they're in the mid-20s or something like that, depending on mm-hmm. how you're looking for. So... Their, their structure about normally having someone up front to play the ball into to so then it gets knocked back and then they can play, wasn't there. Yeah. So, uh, and we also did very well at, at, at Preds and as we'll come on to. But yeah, no, I think a lo- overall, you know, their, their stats were you know, they normally have a 13 game average of switches, they have four you know, we stopped through balls. We stopped them progressive passing. They had, only had six. They normally double that at least. So yeah. yeah, I think that their game plan was to come in, sit in, defend well and try and play those progressive through ball passes off Moreno up top without him being there. Their game plan. Well, I'm they absolutely
1: destroyed, they absolutely destroyed Bayern on the break. They did.
4: But yeah. they had the player up front, right? They had the yeah, platform true. and they yeah. could play off him. So uh, without that, you could argue should he have ga- changed it, but then what are yeah. his options to change it? That's yeah. how he knows to play for.
1: What did he, your um, preview tell us about the goalkeeper? Were you surprised it was Rooley? Yes, that was a bit of a shock,
4: um, and I, I have no insight of why he chose that that, that keeper. Um, but I, I don't know. I, looking back at the reports, he's not. You know, he he wasn't playing. It's just a bit of a yeah. It's a bit of an odd, odd decision. Uh, yeah. To play him, but I—is it just because his name's Geronimo? Maybe, maybe he thought, yes, he's in, or he, he's played the last few. He thought yeah. I'll, I'll stick with him, but I, I can't. Yeah, a bit, bit odd, a bit of an odd decision. But hey, yeah, okay, it favoured us.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, Rosie, uh match summary, please, mate. Must have been must must be a, a dominant one.
2: <laughs> it was probably not as dominant as it felt watching the game. Um... It was 19 shots to one, which was ridiculous. We had 12 unanswered shots, I think, maybe 13 in the first half before they had their only shot of the game, um, which has was got different values, but about 0.1, so they had a 10% chance. Obviously, it didn't hit the target. Um, if we had five shots on the target to zero, only two big chances. Um, Mane had both of them. Um, scored one missed, one missed the header, which is, was harsh, but it definitely was, I would have said, a big chance. Um, yeah, this was the third game in a row when we haven't conceded a big chance. And obviously, we come to the Newcastle game and that happened again. So we've had four games in a row now without conceding one. Um, it is It is absolutely huge numbers. That we're, if, if we just count in the Premier League and Champions League, um, we're, we're just dropping to about 18 shots now uh, from the peak of 20, six and a half shots on target a game. 3.6 big chances per game across both comps. conceded Um, and yeah it was about as dominant a semi-final performance as you could find I think we also had a couple of chances uh, a couple of tight offsides that we did score and uh, they were obviously disallowed so yeah the models pretty much all agreed they all had very much the same values Um, but this was Kind of a game where it wasn't so much uh, attacking domination for like, loads of quality chances like we had eight against Leeds. This was, this was, I thought, a pressing domination where even because they weren't just lumping it like Everton, they were trying to pass out from the back. We were allowed to suffocate them and the amount of pressing just in, the, in, the, in their half was something I've never seen before. It was unbelievable. Just completely suffocated them. Well,
1: considering we had 73% of the ball, Roetie, which
2: yes. is just astonishing, yeah, yeah. And so that's large parts of the second half. They didn't want the ball either. They didn't yeah. seem to have a, an intent to even try and get it back off us. You just saw players just knocking it to each other backwards and forwards, waiting for someone to. We were trying to get them to come out a little bit more, um, but yeah, it, they they have no ambition whatsoever. Occasionally on the break, um, and obviously they just had the one shot. So yeah. Yeah. I'll have to come out on the second leg as well tomorrow so we might have more space to exploit. Yeah. Um so so um the narrative before
1: the game was all around um they're going to sit deep they're going to waste time there's going to be trying for straight Liverpool low block etc. Um and I was at the game and um it was um it was it was a great atmosphere first of all but um there was times when the crowd was 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 getting um frustrated with some of the antics that was going on uh, maybe not quite as bad as the Everton game to be fair but um you know how did you see the general the general pattern of play compared to that narrative that prevailing narrative that was that was doing the rounds in in fact probably and, and when i watched it back on the um, on the commentary that was what the narrative on the comms was as well it was all about the time wasting all about you know, t- taking taking stuff out the game.
3: I I thought the commentary and uh, the whole Englishness of it was kind of bullshit. In that the the way they were calling out Villarreal for behaving like an away team um, was the absolute opposite of how they were talking about Everton, who were considerably worse and started time wasting way earlier than we than Villarreal mm. did. Um, and the the levels that like Everton's goalie were taken yeah. to, to hold the ball and then <coughs> kick the ball was, was like double what the, uh, the idiot in goal for Villarao was doing. Um,
0: yeah.
3: He couldn't throw it to us quicker. Um, so I, I just thought... You don't think they were that they egregious? Were, I thought they were out of their depth at the thing they were trying to do. And they played the ball around a little bit too much amongst themselves at the back whilst trying to navigate around our press, which was absolutely insane. For the first 20 minutes, they then started to um, try to clear the ball. And our second wave was just mopping them, just completely mopping them up, taking them out. And we were breaking really quickly and causing instability from the second wave of of the press where we were getting the ball. So if you think that they're, 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 what happens when you clear the ball they start to move forward not in a way to attack just to to compress space but as they're moving forward we already win the ball back and then we're having they're having to turn around so just by the nature of them physically having to turn around it starts to create gaps and that's how we were just penetrating straight through them I do, yeah. honestly don't I don't think I've ever seen such a volume of ridiculously quick um, transit uh, turnovers. Like, the, this is the ultimate gegum pressing. When, when Jurgen signed for, uh, for us and we got all these highlights of um, Goetze and uh, uh, Royce um, and Lewandowski Gundogan. pressing yes. their nuts off and Gundawan and. Gundogan and um, yeah, they're, and the right winger, I can't remember what his name is. Uh, but, like, the, the, the clips of them and uh, them pressing over the course of 50 games, just the beautiful clips. We did this in one match.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: yeah. And, and I think that's the beginning and the end of the whole story. It started in the first minute, finished in the 90th minute. They had six touches in our final third. In the whole match. I've never seen that.
1: In the
2: third. In the final, never mind the penalty box.
3: Yeah, the final third. They had six touches in our final third. Successful touches.
2: Yeah. That maps up to the uh, pressing uh, heat map as well. You can see it's all in their half. They couldn't get into our half, our final third. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, I I
0: think this this is
3: the game... Where you you guys get to talk about pressing more than any other game because that is the entire story.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. I was gonna, I was gonna actually just say, but as well as the pressing, I was gonna bring Bart's in as one of the other things of the season is is is, is set plays. And yet again, and um, Bart's, we seem to be just chipping away right at the start of the game in the first twenty minutes with just a series of corners and 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 getting half chances and you know. But we were still getting shots away from from these. We were yet again. It was a, a constant source of uh, pain to our European opponents, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, it's 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 a horrible intangible. But yeah, it is the the consistent getting a shot away from se- first or second phase, and then getting another corner, and it's going. You, you, you sort of you're under that pressure straight away. I mean, they flipped the ends, didn't they as well? Yeah. So they decided to defend the cop in the first half, and then we've got them in the first sort of fifteen. Couple of corners, you know, Mane's hit a, 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 a header wide and miss one. You know what I mean? It's it's that pressure really built on them, which is intangible. I accept that, but you're right. The our themes of really clever set plays, creating opportunities to shoot, were all there to see in the first fifteen. It was it Canarte knocked down to Mane and he miscontrols it in the first five.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And well, you, it was. It look, and it you just
4: think. He if looks in, doesn't he? Yeah, looks in. He looks, he looks yeah, like it's happening. It like yeah. And if and if that goes in, I mean, yes, I was right. The, the story was was it is depressing, but they were considering. They thought they were going to be the the bigger than switch, you know, switch ends. We absolutely had them in the first fifteen of that For set piece in chance, another chance, another chance, and then they're not they're not bad chances. They're good extra yeah. chances. So um, just ch-
1: just yeah. just cheap chipping away, basically. Get
4: yeah, chipping away, and then they. Their, their, their desperation to get out grows, you know, because you can't. And then you we come back again. It, we, we win the ball, nick it, and we come back again. create another bit of XG, and it just grows. Um, and that yeah. does feed into them, feeds into the way they play.
3: I just from, from, from a stats perspective, right, you can't... I think a really good uh, analogue for the, the pressure that we created is that they did 111 kilometres... And only passed the halfway line six times, so they yeah. they did 111 kilometres, which is above Premier League average for a whole match in one half of the pitch,
4: and exactly like in their, a half of what their,
3: their pulse was beaten out of their eyeballs. That's yeah. why we were able to co- cause this level of instability. We weren't. We didn't like create one on ones a lot or anything. But
1: yeah. it was just incessant pressure. They couldn't yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. So, Rosie, let's come to you. You you had the pleasure of collecting this one. I've I've I've, I've already put all the images about um, I think about three days ago into the under pressure chat for this. So everybody's had a good chance to to look at this all before we go. Um, what were the main stories? Let's take it then, Max and Chalks. Let's say the first twenty minutes or so. What did what did you see were the main stories? As you know, in, in that period, and, and the, what were you seeing in, in our in 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 our traps, in our triggers, and and and, and everything?
2: Like that. Talk us through what you found. It's, there's a, I've just put a pressing chain in, and it's it's kind of a, a lovely enca- encapsulation of ha- what happened, in the story of the game. Um, there's a pressing chain of seven, but there were lots of different chains. There's lots of people backing each other up, so. It's having an organisation, like I said, you've got that first phase where we've got your front three on their defence and the holder. But then, if we, if I set if our midfield and our centre backs were pushing up high and our full backs were also as high as they have been all season, this it, is just the organisation to be to be marking that play. And it's not tight, it's not touch tight or anything, because they're trying to do it. Like you said, they are trying to do it with little traps. They try and. Nicking the ball off you and the story of this game that is definitely the amount of possession wins. Just like I si was saying, they're the highest we've had, sixty. I and mean, didn't we just break the record recently? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Not only that, it's sixty possession wins with the highest amount of high zone presses as well. Um 50% yeah. in their final third. 50% <laughs> of the pressing
1: in the Villa Real
2: third in a semi-final. <laughs> they could not and, and like Sai saying, look at the amount of distance having to cover just to try and stop us from having much clearer chances than we did manage to create in the first half. Like you say, it was lots of half chances, like 10% shots, but no real yeah. um, big ones apart from the Mane header. Um, and yeah, and all of it came from just this suffocation. Um, and in we've seen games where we've failed, and then the ones you should always kind of refer to, the ones where teams have created plenty of big chances against us. Um, like the Carabao Cup, where there was missing missing links in being able to do this. So you, yeah. you 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 had players in midfield who were either committing too far forward or or sitting too deep, and not and teams were just able to pass out <laughs> and pass through it. In this yeah. one, they had no chance. We didn't give them We didn't create much. Not point two three xg. But we did create kind of everything through the press. Yeah, um, the highest amount of high value wins are a very high amount. Yeah, so just all, just, just all the efficiency as well done.
1: Exactly, there's one to say was that we we've we've, we've talked on other and other shows about volume. We've talked on other shows about the XG from the press. But we've always had some things as well. This wasn't quite right. This 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 was pretty much across the board good. First of all, in terms of the paper chart, the, the, the possession adjusted. Um, for intensity. It's the most intense full match we've ever collected. And uh, this is the 304th match that Gags roti has collected, um, uh, which is which is astonishing. When you when you look at the whole match, that Papa chart, never seen anything like that right at the top of the red zone for the whole match. And it, it, you know, we're finishing the match, the last half an hour, at the very, very top of the red zone, which is just nuts. We've never seen that before. Um, the, this was the second highest pressing efficiency of the season, 91.3. Early on in the season, Rosie was doing loads of touch shows, talking about there was just gaps in the gaps appearing, presses being missed, and players being taken out, and then then the opposition were on us. Um, But this was a really high um, pressing efficiency. It was the second highest percentage of uh, in pressing chains as well, which is always a good sign of the team working as a synchronized unit. Um, and the proportion of high value wins, thirty four point eight percent. That's the second highest of the season as well. And as Rosie mentioned, it's the it's a, it's a new record of, of possession wins. So sixty five including the shots, sixty five possession wins including yep. the shots. In 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 what was the ball the ball and play time would have probably been about sixty minutes. Rosie maybe yep. fifty five. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Which which is it's just it's just fantastic.
2: Um... Which is we've had two other games this season where we've had. Um a similar percentage of high-value actions, hasn't it, in the Brentford home game and the Washington Newcastle
1: home game as well, yeah. Newcastle yeah. home game, yeah. It's yes. worth, it's worth nice knowing, duff
4: We did all of this. They only had the ball for about 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you're saying yeah. it's one of the greatest pressing performances we've ever, we've ever had. We've seen performances like this before. You guys have talked about it against City, some of the old gate you know, the really heavy, intense yeah. pressing shows. Which was a they had we had the ball to a a decent amount, but they had the ball for around 25 minutes in this game, and we produced these numbers. That's astonishing. That really is astonishing. And yes, we made sure that they we were in there. We made them play in their half of the pitch, which makes it easier for us, obviously. But still, that amount of pressing to break those figures in about 25 minutes opportunity to do that is phenomenal. We always talk about opportunity. Yeah. But they've done it with a really small amount of opportunity to do
1: it. You know? Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, and um in, in the in the chart which I put in um the the the, the chart, the bottom the bot the top right one is the pressing chain, and that's as good as it gets. There's really strong connections there, centre of the pitch, all around from the centre circle into up to the penalty spot, big long chains and groups of trains right in central areas. Um, and then the spacing in the bottom left, the average position, is really strong as well. Salamane and Diaz nicely spaced with the three centre midfielders all, all, all kind of narrower than, than the three forwards. But if you look at the bottom right chart, which is the individual press events, the, the ones you want to look for there are, are the light-coloured circles, which are the counter-attacks, the the, the, mid, the the dark blue-coloured circles, which are the direct possession wins, akin more akin to a tackle, and the dark ones, which are the shots. And there's so much in that left... In, in that left wing and left half space quadrant, which is which is which is, I wanted to talk to you, Rosie, about Diaz yeah, and Tiago, because yeah. if there's one player, do you remember the Diaz pod after he signed, Rosie? The one thing we yeah. said was we don't know what he's going to be like on the pressing, you know, because we haven't got anything on that. But he was outrageous, wasn't he, on well, the pressing?
2: If if the team had 34% of high value wins, he had 11 high value presses just from 24, so nearly all, half of his. Um, pressure, pressures in this game were high value. We win the regain,
1: value. yeah, of some kind, yeah.
2: It's huge. Um, and you can see there three three of the top four in terms of just volume with the front three. So that shows you how high it was um, and then you had it all backed up by you, Thiago's Your Henderson was much better in this game whereas that's got to be one of his better efficiencies this season. Definitely. At 70% percent somewhere not And that's the point, If you if you've got if you've got players who have got the efficiency and they're all doing it together, so they're all in sync, and you're getting the high-value wins, it's just a perfect combination of what you're looking for. Um, and, yeah, it was... It, honestly, because of the amount of time... Because Gags, Gags, or you were saying, oh, they've only got 27% possession, it shouldn't be that uh, <laughs> difficult. quite an easy one. <laughs> in it definitely wasn't. Um and for the players to come on, what Arigi was going a bit mad when he came on in terms of his. Personality. All the subs yeah.
1: went mad because we kept yes. it going right. Jota had high numbers, um, yeah. Kata had high numbers, Origi <laughs> had high numbers. Yeah. It was just constantly just just right to the final whistle, wasn't it? We weren't prepared to give him a moment.
2: Yeah. and that yeah. text I'm doing, and that obviously the subs having more subs helps, Um I think it's got to, hasn't it? So you'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, Five subs. Yeah. Keep fresh. Yeah. It keeps us able to rotate. Also the it. quality of the subs.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Do you know, do you know what? Can I, can I just set something up for, you, for the rest of your pressing, right? The, um, I, I talk a lot about like stability and um, what we do in possession leads to how we get to Gag and, Press, right? mm. and I think uh, this is a good moment to talk about the genius that is Tiago. And mm-hmm. Things that is there any surprise that our pressing is so great because Tiago is playing or when Tiago is playing, and we yeah. might we might talk about how much he presses right but that's not the key to this. The key to this is the control that he offers so that we are set when he makes a pass we are already set to counter to to gegging on yeah. on whatever that are on the direction of that pass so if he loses possession, he loses possession in a moment where we can go when we're really well set to go and win it back. But he doesn't actually lose possession very much anyway because he's a fucking no. monster. Another ninety-eight 96% possession, um, passing um, accuracy in this game whilst having 513 metres of progressive <laughs> distance. He's yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's not easy passes either, is it? It's making oh. it really difficult intricate passes and still manages to do it all the time.
3: He he currently has the uh, in the last 5 games that's the highest rate of anyone in in Europe in progressive passes per game. Um he he uh, the difference between um April Thiago and what we've seen of him before is a 148% increase in Um, the volume of progressing progressive passing meters compared to before so he's just he is he has accepted the the role he's taken he is he has grown within that to become this new um visionary attacking force that we didn't have before (laughs) 15 he, he averaged um He averages 14.5 progressive passes a game in the last three matches. The last four matches, including the terrible one, relatively terrible ones after this. Um, And no Liverpool midfielder has more than eight, not average, more than eight in a game against
1: any of the top six sides in Europe in the last
3: five years.
1: So... Talking about Thiago is is quite a nice segue there because I think it's directly related to what the question I was going to ask you guys is that um, we have been collecting pressing sets for Kloppo for you know for six years now and looking at matches and we've seen some some astonishing performances, but we are seeing in in the outputs of of, of our pressing we're seeing we're seeing numbers in the last um, three four months that we haven't seen before even under Klopp and this some of the great teams that we've had. Um, what what do you think it is that is allowing us this team to scale these new heights? And this this we've we've already we've already been elite, and we're like taking it to a new level of elite. Um, now, my my theory here is that I want to ask you. You can tear it to shreds if you want. Is that we're we're more now not so much heavy metal, but it's more akin to Pep, Pep's Barcelona, where you have so much control that you can. Put even more effort into the short amount of time when you don't have the ball. How how much can I come to you, Bartor, first on this? I mean, you 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 were quite interested by the question, I thought. So have you had time to ruminate on it? I have, and I was
4: saying to Rosie when I've when I've got time, I will run it through the black box. But I do think there is something in that in the fact that, as I said, that element of control means we're set better. Um, We also keep the ball. I mean, our our passing uh, accuracy, our percentage, our possessions mm. are all we've noted this before it 's been creeping up so yes. and as we've just said in this game, the opposition are are in possession of the ball for less time yeah um, and I will need to look at that trend over over a longer period than the last few games, obviously to be to be data uh, accuracy, but I would suggest it's completely. It, That is a very strong hypothesis. And I I would be very surprised if we don't prove that with with number crunching it. Because if you only have to defend for, let's say, 25, 30 minutes of a 90-minute game, you know, you and you're or we're playing the higher line. I mean, that's our strength, that's our choice. Yeah, we're forcing them to play in a smaller part of the pitch because of our element of control, and we are set up better because we have that control then it should all fall into place that we are then ultra efficient at the pressing we are set up to do if we do lose it and in a short period of time. Um, it's also to note that, is it in three of the four competitions we've been in with our five subs? Yeah. So yeah. The, like you just said in this game, the subs came on and nothing dropped. No. And the quality right, of right players come on has yeah. also changed. Yeah. So yeah. previously we've only had three changes and the quality of player hasn't been there as well. Yep. And a lot of these guys that are coming on know the system. Yeah, they've been playing. You know, even yep. if Navi comes on for Thiago, because he's uh, Klopp uses rhythm, doesn't he, quite a lot? He's, he's yep. been playing, he's got his minutes, he knows his role. They're all set on their roles. Even the front three we spoke about, the different roles, they all now know what they need to do when they come on. I mean, Origi was Origi, right? But he still <laughs> did some bits. <laughs> <this>, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's easier in, in a shorter period of time, you're asking them to come on. Go on then. Go go and do that role to the best of your ability, and our numbers don't drop. So yeah, I I would be really surprised when we properly number crunch it that that hypothesis that because we're reducing the amount of time that we are with without the ball, and we are having more control, we can play further out the pitch, and we are set better that that has led to a more efficient pressing, and I would say more opportunity to counter perhaps as well.
2: I Love the feels. Black box, Dan. I wonder how many times yeah. Ed and Graham said during the season, "Run it through the black box."
1: And <laughs> <laughs> um, Si, anything to add on that one? You thoughts on this?
3: I didn't already answer it.
1: Okay. Before um, you ask yeah. the question, oh yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to see if anything you wanted to add to what Bart said. But yeah, that's fine. One um, of the phrases that uh, you've used a lot this season, but not recently? Isn't it that um, um, the skipper has been playing with his hair on fire? Um, and it's it's see maybe it's maybe maybe a's thinning thatch now has I mean that there's not so much hair to go on fire, but um he he's definitely not playing like that in the last few the last run of games as he say. and he was you know all those things that Bart said he was definitely a big contributor right in this game, right?
3: Yeah, the, he's doing he's he's playing the role instead of playing yeah. Ray, Ray Royce. Roy a, 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 a historic reference there um, shoot magazine so, yeah so he is he isn't in, instead of trying to be the man he's being a cog and and he is really good cog just do that thing and he is and and i think it kind of coincides with um uh, his reduced role let's say so he's not playing every minute he is very often the first sub um and he is very much part of the rotation and he's doing his job and it's great. Long may it continue. So it's more equitable generally. Yeah.
1: Okay.
4: Um, yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. Do you think he's actually understood his body a bit as well? So physically, we're knowing. Sense. That's what he's I'm saying. I'm, but I'm saying he, maybe he's understood that actually he can't do that anymore.
3: But he's and not physically doing any less.
4: He's you just don't think? Okay, I thought he was. He's not, so he's, he's doing more smart with what he can do.
3: I I just don't think he's making the same choices with the ball. Okay. Okay.
1: Eighty-seven and, percent and past the, completion of this game, say. Yeah. Uh, I got
3: the yeah. Yeah. It's 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 better than it was, but it's still. Um, I I I think maybe we're even reading too much into it, right? In that it was eighty-two percent, which is fine. It's been sixty-eight percent in other yeah. games. Eighty, it's all right. Um, and and if he's the more pro- proactive, eighty, you know, eighty is absolutely fine, as yeah. long as what one of your lads has become, Ginny, but with the pass of Zidane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we might be just talking about other stuff, but the but the actual thing is Tiago.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. And we and we spent yeah. a whole pod with guys no, to no, talking no, no. about Tiago. Yeah.
3: He's brilliant. My point is. That maybe it's his influence on the rest of the team, so instead of Hendo running across the pitch to take a ball off with the center back from two feet away, Hendo he's staying in his role yeah. because Tiago's getting it.:
1: yeah, and Tiago's yeah, yeah.
3: dominating possession. We've never had a player dominate
1: possession before when Hendo was on the pitch. Yeah yeah, fair, fair. absolutely.. Um, can I ask you a quick question about Diaz? Now I know we think we all think he's got a little bit, bit of improvement to make on his shooting and, and stuff like that at the sharp end of his game. But he's been at the club for four months. Um he's just coming up to four months now. Um Are you surprised how well he's slotted in tactically and into the into the whole Gagan side of things and his, his physical side of things, say? Si? And what if because he's been such a roaring success. What what do you attribute that to in, in, in with your sports science hat on?
3: I think we picked a lad that does a thing that we already did.
1: So profiling.
3: Yeah. We okay. we we asked them to do we've asked them to change as little as as little as possible and it's as close to the role that your that Mane has been playing. Okay, and brilliant. I think he's got, I think he, he has this. So he's doing the same job that we've seen Manet do. His finishing is slightly worse than Manet. His instincts around the box are slightly worse than Manet's, but his his involvement in the build up play is slightly better than Manet's. And his chasing with his hair on fire stuff is the, the his intensity is a amazing. A yeah, his intensity is a yeah, his intensity is unbelievable. Yeah.
2: Um, I wonder what his um, rate of uh, high-value presses compared to Mane in that role. Obviously, we've got a huge sample for Mane. Yeah,
1: I think they will be good. I'll I'll run some numbers after it, but I think they will be pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Um, a good one. I'll add it to the list, Rosie. Um, One one other pressing one I did want to ask you about, Rosie, we talked about, as I always mentioned, draw people's attention to the left-hand side of the the press map with all the, the wins and stuff. And a big part of that, was the targeting of Giovanni Lo Celso? Now, did you watch the Bayern game, um, Villarreal Bayern?
2: Because Lo Celso
1: basically looked like the second coming of Maradona in that tie, <laughs> the way he played against Bayern. He looked amazing. Obviously, players I up, go... that
2: didn't look like that in this game, Robertson. No, game. he well.
1: he was absolutely terrorised in this match, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, did Robertson um is it eight on Lo Celso, And how many possession wins? Is
1: it Six, six. six. He had eight oh, targets on Lascelles, and six possession wins. That's just so amazing. Wow. And we had, we had as a team, we had twenty-four targets on Lascelles, and ten possession wins. Do, do, do you think he was actively targeted? Um, you know, because Gags always used to try and you know, highlight where people, where we thought we had a bunny, we had a, you know, we targeted a weak link there. Or do you think it was just that he was out there outball, and then we just absolutely? Ham- the second wall as well, you right, called it right, just it, hammered him
2: against Bayern he, he looked so good against Bayern and he was that's why they were playing through him because he was amazing at doing it He's, he had the control he was a, the guy that their player was going through and we just completely tied and he was backed up as well so when if Diaz Diaz was winning the ball a lot um, and Robertson was back behind him. I'd like to know how many they did in groups. And then, but then you also had Thiago, like we said, coming in just behind him. So it, even when he was trying to make the pass, he couldn't. So if we didn't get it directly off him, and we did that a few times, we were getting it the second time. It, th- it give the ball away like half the time I saw him pressing against us. It was that bad. And we made yeah. him look that bad. And you can't just do that with one player. One player can't just target. When you, to get the most efficiency and the, best results from gig and you have to do it as in groups you have to attack in packs you have to be organised and not like we were saying about Henderson just, yeah. r- just chasing around And um, he wasn't doing that and they were doing the, the same was happening on the other side let's be fair uh, Salah um, Henderson and Trent
1: I was going to ask you, just asking about, ask I to talk about Mo, the last one, that last individual I just wanted to talk about because he 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 almost exclusively focused on the left back and the centre back, but he had 100 percent efficiency. He just constantly harassed them and pushed them back and working very much as part of a chain, Rosie.
2: Exactly And now, how I wonder what's the highest my highest volume of presses in a game that has had 100 percent efficiency? Yeah, I'd
1: say it's going to be close. To, if there's 22, he had this game, that's going to be up there. Maybe I reckon you might get to mid twenties. But yeah, yeah that, that's yeah, tremendous, isn't
2: it? it usually, for players getting targeted like Lesalso was on one side, a clever side would then go, okay, let's let's build it through the left-hand side of our team rather than because he's not getting out there. Um but then if they were doing that and then Mo gets 100% efficiency, it's just like, oh, fuck, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. he's, exactly. he's like Mo, Mo, Mo was Mo was basically oh, just sh- Oh, it's fab. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> <be possible.
1: laughs> he was just he was just shutting down them. was just shutting yeah. down the left side of their defense completely. Nowhere yeah. to go. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Um so they get to half time um somehow. Um and then second half we come out and we, we it looks visibly Rosie like we we stepped it up a level again. And after uh, half time,
2: um, it's hard to say that we stepped it up a level after the performance that we're putting in the first half. It really is. I'm not. I'm not sure it was any kind of noticeable level. I thought it was the the increase was coming. I thought we were better. Um, building through to get chances, I thought we were working the ball a little bit faster than we were in the first half. Um, but on the pressing, it was just—it just, it was just a, it was relentless for ninety minutes. Dan, I don't think there was any drop particular, maybe a tiny one, um, like I si said for the last 15, 20 minutes of the first half. But other than that, it was constant the whole time. And obviously, we started to create the chances as well.
1: Yeah. So, should we talk about the opening goal, Bart's? Um, does the does it come from the does it originate from the Diaz header? I think it does. Yeah, I'm just
4: checking my notes. Um, yeah, the I your notes gone, sorry. A,
1: Diaz gets a header in open play, doesn't he? gets a cross come in. Yeah, and it comes back. Uh, we recycle
4: it out to Hendo down the right-hand side who clips a ball in uh, like a normal... Not quite a normal Hendo clip. I actually think it's a good cross. Yeah. Uh, flicks off a defender and then the keeper does something absolutely bonkers um, and it ends up in the back of the net the thing that annoyed me about this goal was on the commentary they were moaning that it would it was basically a bit of luck now I'm not saying it wasn't lucky that the defender and the goalkeeper mocked it if you look at the image they're still there we've got three players on marks for yeah. that goal so if the yeah. defender doesn't touch it we're scoring anyway
1: yeah, he was pointing it right into the hot zone, wasn't he? That's
4: what I'm saying, yeah. It, yeah. It's sort of the point, and this is the thing. I, I watch CBS for the games, but they, they were still on ring re- with Adamant. That this was a lucky goal and we we, we shouldn't have won. As, well, not shouldn't have won, but we, we got open the door up for a lucky in a moment, and I'm like, no, it was good play. We won the ball, we recycled it back round. Hendo puts a good cross in. The defender flicks off, flicks off a defender. All right, that's a bit lucky, and it goes in. But if the defender doesn't touch it, Mane or Diaz is hitting that in the back of the net, and it's one 0 So I I just that's the thing where I think if you look at the act, look, that's using your eyes. Look at it and go, yeah, that's a goal scoring opportunity we've created there, and the luck is it's gone off the defender, but. Yeah, you know, uh, say it but no, I thought it was a good play. Pretty much it at pitabuzz is what we were doing. I did think coming out, as I've just put time graphs in there, we we stepped up our passes and touches a minute a little bit straight after half time. Went up by uh four passes a minute, which doesn't sound a lot, but could be. Uh touches went up uh three a minute. So I thought we, we stepped our intensity a little bit up straight after half time. Yeah. Um, and our shots for a minute went up as well so went up by t- nearly t- two three two and a half so yeah we we just came out really hot if you like but then yeah. i think your agenda was saying were well, you worried at half time i wasn't worried at all um i just think we we sped up and increased that intensity in this this period of time where we scored two goals was was it, uh, a symptom
1: of that really yeah um, and side this was a classic one-two sucker punch, wasn't it? Like you, Anfield European night, the crowd was going nuts, uh, and then we uh, we're, were swarming all over them again, side And then an absolute genius through ball and a lovely finish.
3: Yeah, Kim. I think what we did in second half, we we had some really good um, vertical like movement from the forwards. The vertical rotation was much better. Mm. Like uh, dropping deep when one like at speed so somebody was sprinting off the back four and somebody was sprinting behind them at the same time and that caused the the disruption amongst their um their line and um it just it, it enabled us to get through and create um like these literal two opportunities that, that led to the goals uh, mo drag, mo dribbled off the off um the touchline i think uh, originally to to create the instability uh, ran played a 1-2 with mané but he didn't get him back and he sprinted beyond which got into the brain of uh, of their big dickhead Grok center back um and um uh, the ball got laid back to mané and he played uh, uh, um, and mo um, came back deep and uh, Albion had no idea what to do with him, and then eventually he came out to press him. Mane ran to fill the space, uh, and then Mo brilliantly slipped
1: it through his legs. Yeah, yeah, and then Mane Mane puts it under the keeper, doesn't he? I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was just classic. got toe to it, didn't he? It was, it was yeah, just, one just one of those
3: enough.
1: moments get towed to it. Just just towed it. the. He just who was shocking keeper was absolutely <laughs> shocking. <Yeah. laughs> Um, and and Rosie, we've already mentioned the subs, but um, a couple of things. Like, um, were you a little bit um, disappointed we couldn't get a third there to really kill it off? Maybe, maybe, some, maybe the, was it DS uh, chance? Do you thought was maybe the DS yeah. one was the best one?
2: DS chance, um, is shot just deflects wide for a corner, isn't it? it just yeah, up. looks like it is going in. Um, yes, a little bit. I think that would have been a more refle- fair reflection. Yeah, I of, think so too. But uh, especially in terms of the sheer volume of shots that we had. Um, and I would, I'm interested in what difference that might have made to um, the changes that we saw uh, for the Newcastle game. Could we have just then gone a bit stronger mm. uh, for that game and then rested and then planned to rest? Or
1: for the second leg, here? I
3: really like to uh, when we're at home. So if we'd have won 2 nil away, you get that half yeah. pregnant. thing, don't know what to do. 2-0 and we've got to go away in the second leg, we've got to go and win. And we're great yeah. at that. We're rubbish at the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it yeah. removes
4: the element of worrying yeah. about it. We've got to go get a result over there, so yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. even
3: subconsciously think it's done, you've got to yeah. go and win. And we go and win, like, okay, fair play, go and play your best player against our best player, see how that works exactly the same as in this game. If you're putting Lestelso against Thiago, good luck, suckers.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, a couple of highlights for me, uh, voti was the um, the the Virgil Van Dijk counter press on the left wing on about the 80th minute. Oh, yeah. Like I don't like, but we we don't we always say that Virgil doesn't need to sprint, right? He, he rarely rarely sprints in a match, but he actually did a full on sprint to close the <laughs> close the guy down and, and gagging it, didn't he?
2: I, I wish UEFA um, would released the numbers on that top speed because I bet he reached close to his top speed in that one. That was he uh, was he doesn't yeah
1: history. oh they did. <laughs> Oh, have, you, have they got it? Have you got it? Have you got the USA? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Diaz had top speed in this game: thirty-three-four. Mo was thirty-two-eight. Um, Virgil was 30.5. 30,
1: 30. Okay.
2: So it's got a little bit more left. So fifth uh, gear. Right?
1: Uh, fifth gear. Is that so <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's, it's
3: not
2: even.
1: Okay. That great. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was just, I just thought there, that sums it up, really. We're, we're, we're camped that far inside that their half and completely dominant. They can't get out. So Verge is just going to do some gegenpressing pressing in the final third. And then he blams one from 35 yards. So <laughs> The keeper all, all almost makes a hole itself, doesn't he? He does, yeah.
2: Nearly yeah. pounds it out for Diaz.
1: Anyway, stuff. any more for any more on Villarreal, chaps. I thought Jota
3: deserves deserves a lot of conversation in this because he was I thought he was brilliant. I, I I think we've been critical if it's if that's a fair term it's all of yeah. his play as a nine and yes. I thought it was his best game as a nine. I think he's uh my feeling is that he's actually better at it than Mane is though. There's a big Mane love fest at the moment because he was he was really good in one game. Um the i uh, so Jota was fantastic in linking much better than he has been and he was doing the tracking back and mm. filling in the right holes and he was an absolute threat he he, uh, he had four shots he created one brilliant shot on his own um he if it wasn't Jota, he probably would been would have been criticized for a couple of choices that he'd made but like, when, you, when you've scored 24 goals in a season, you're going to take those selfish choices to, to score. And as I said, I prefer to have a 2-0 win um, and have to go and win than three and think you're done.
4: I think you're right, So He's receiving success in this game as one of his highest at 90-odd. So that's, yeah. that's really that's brilliant for him because he's been, I've been critical of him. He's been around 60 yeah. uh, and 50. So for him to actually do that part of his game really well, which is what we need in the nine, I I think so. Spot on.
3: I think I think Jota and Diaz are opposite ends of a spectrum. Diaz gets gets more love than he deserves, more love than he's earned. Jota gets less, and they they actually they actually overlap with a lot of the stuff that they do. And currently, Jota the stuff Jota does actually wins us games right now as well. So I just wanted to have a little (laughs) bit
1: of uh, extra Jota love. Well, we'll have a little bit of a jot of love here as well, because one thing that did happen in this match is that um, we had our third player of the season reach 20, 20 goals, and all, actually, 20 non-penalty goals. Uh, and this is actually a pretty big deal, um, which we'll come on to in a bit. But just some, some love for Sadio Mane. So this is four fourth time Sadio's got 20 goals for Liverpool. His best season is twenty six. So he's had 114 shots this season, 3.1 per 90, which is, uh, Jota's at 3.2, Salah's at 3.9. He's got his 20 goals from 19.2 expected. His conversion rate is the second best in the team, 17.5%. Jota is at 18.9%. He's got 13 with his right foot, five with his left, two with his head. And his average distance from goal is twelve point nine meters, which is also the second best in the team, behind Jota with eleven point seven. So, um, pretty pretty good stuff from Sadio. But the real uh, value add stuff here, Sai, um, and you've done some old-fashioned research on this. Is this is a really rare thing to have a team with three twenty-goal players?
3: It is, unless you're in Spain. Uh, in England, it's quite a big deal that um, basically it had not been done between um, 1988. No, it had not been done between 1982 and 2013. So uh, the great Liverpool side that no one talks about um, with Rush Dalglish and Terry McDermott. And then it it was done by uh, the City side that beat us with Aguero. They didn't even have three, they had four. Aguero, Dzeko, Yaya and Negredo all got more than 20 that season. Um, And then City have gone on to do it three times since. And we have done it for this. This is the second time that we have done it under Klopp.
1: Yeah. But this is the third. All of them, all of those three you mentioned, the, the early eighties one with Terry McDermott, they were all non-penalty goals as well, right? Because even without even without pens from Kenny, wasn't it? Yeah, it, Neil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, this uh, is it, still it's it's Mo scored six penalties, but he scored twenty-four. The twenty-four for Mo, twenty-one for Jota, and twenty for Sadio. Well, he's, Mo's got thirty-four this season, but yeah, yeah, twenty-four non-penalty. So he's well
0: over twenty
3: either way.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so not many other teams do this in England, so it's a, it's a pretty big deal. But yeah, loads of Barcelona and Real Madrid instances, but yeah, that's for... Neymar, Messi, Suarez, and
2: what was the Real Madrid ones? Benzema, Ronaldo... Oh, God! But the, the Real
3: Madrid just do it. Basically, Ronaldo does it all the time. So... uh, So... Ronaldo, Benzema, Bale did it in 13-14. Ronaldo, Benzema, Higuain, who might be most of the player in the last 20 uh, did it in 11, 12. Um, they did it in nine, in 13, 14 as well. And then Messi has done it in 9, 10, 10, 11, 14, 15, 15, 16, 16, 17, 08, 09 as well with uh, Messi, Etu, and Henri. Messi, Etu, Henri was the first time it had happened in Spain ever. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, eleven times since.
1: Wow. and is is the top is the, is the, is the most goals in a, from a front three the Suarez, Messi, Neymar. Is that the uh, most ever from a single?
3: From a front three? Uh, let me look. I'd have thought so. Ninety five, ninety eight. 98. oh god, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Messi yeah. fifty four, Suarez thirty six. Uh, and Neymar 20, so that's 110. Yeah.
0: 54 goals. Oh no.
3: Suarez, Messi, Neymar. When Suarez got like 50 odds. Jesus. Jesus, man. In 15, 16, 131 with 73 assists between them. Jesus, man.
1: <laughs> oh, my words. My words. They're, they're um, quite good. Yeah, and our best is ninety-one. Just for a and just
3: best. just just a little a little uh, tip of the cap to uh, to Harry Kane, the prick, um, and Deli
1: Alley and Son did it in 16. yeah. Deli Alley, remember Deli Alley kids, twenty-two goals in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, good God, jeez. Yeah, yeah, What happened? Whatever happened to that
3: kid? Not yeah. so. Just for reference, not even Barnes Beardsley Aldridge managed it, or Barnes Russian Beardo.
1: Wow. 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 Okay. Right, let's talk about uh Newcastle nil Liverpool 1. And the only place to start with this game, Sai, is that team sheet. Um there was a little bit of a collective losing of the minds from the fan base. Um I do find this quite amusing now, considering we are. It, we, how many times do we have to turn doubters into believers? Uh, how, <laughs> but go on, talk us through that team sheet and what your thoughts on it were from the sports science perspective.
3: Five changes. Uh, the, we changed all the players that were running above their career averages of chronic load. It's genius of the sports science variety. Um, people don't quite get it, but we have some really, really, really good players. Like, you can question um, the choice of bringing Milner in instead of whoever you want to bring in, Harvey, that that I think most people would, most uh, online fans would have said Harvey because of the great love they have from him from the beginning of the season. And everyone loves a kid. Uh, CJ probably deserved it a little bit more, but he's been ill. Um, so Milner was next in line, uh, and Ox is... It's a carcass,
1: I think, at this point. Um, yeah. and so Miller came in and he played well. So what, can you, he's what definitely on? he definitely seems to be out of favour compared... he's the only one who's not getting any minutes at all now, isn't he? Tacky. Um, oh, Tacky as well, yeah. Yeah.
3: Tacky's got tacky's got ten goals this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Like uh, just just quickly to, to go back to you're always taking the pens off Mo. Um, that Mo's the only one of the, uh, of the attackers that had not scored in any of the uh, Mickey Mouse Cups Jota's got six goals in the Mickey Mouse um, so anyway back to this game uh, instead of defending Mo's honour uh, what can you argue with resting Trent bringing Gomez in who was magnificent one of the five changes was Matip coming, the starter coming back in yeah. um, and Naby Keita who has been a starter for the large part of the last Six weeks coming back in and yeah. then you just got mo can't play every
1: second of every game no not even he yeah but yeah um so but you scouted Newcastle um before the game how did their actual lineup and game plan correspond with what you were kind of expecting so I think I said
4: that Eddie had started to play four one four one. Out of, it comes up, the average of that is 53%. And I know that's kind of like 4-3-3, but it's sort of out of possession, in possession type thing. Um So that that's, for me, how they lined up mainly, 4-1-1. Uh, the, the changes for them, which... It's, it's a weird thing. When you do a scouting report, it gives you who's played in the position the most over a period of time. So on that, a lot of the players who started weren't a shock. But if you look at the previous games there were a lot of changes so woods dropped out for being up uh, up front um willett came into midfield uh, Le- uh, joe linton went to left wing maximin went up front uh came out of defense and uh i can't remember sure uh, is it or came in uh, yeah and then um Sch- Schel- uh, Schel- uh, Schel- uh, oh, player. shelby came in at the, the six and Longstaff dropped out of midfield And Ulmer on the Murphy, uh, they seemed to sort around a bit, but Ulmer came in at right wing. So it kind of went with what the players who played those positions the most, apart from the big obvious one that was a bit of a change from what they had been doing, is Maximin up front and Woods has been playing. But um, so the midfield three were the new Bruno, uh, Shelby, and um, Willock. Willock as a three. It meant that Bruno was up against Milner. And Willicott was up against uh, Naby, um, which I think people were worried about. But I don't think they needed to be that much. As, as as I said, Milner actually played, I thought, played pretty well. And Hendo in the six, as we've said before, against the right opposition, he can do a job. And today he did, in, uh, not today, but the Newcastle game, he did a very good job of playing that, that session. In terms yeah. of Newcastle, what effect did it have on them? Uh, their progressive passes were down, their progressive distance was down. Their switches of play were about the same um, and their through balls were obviously down because they got none. So, um, yeah, I think our tactical setup nullified them. Um, I Would have been interesting, I, the move p- to put Joe Linton out to left wing, I wonder whether they were thinking that he could dominate Trent there. Right. And then when Trent wasn't there... <laughs> They still went ahead with the game plan, if you know got right. I me. Mean. So I, I just wonder because Linton had been playing as one of the three in midfield, right. so for him to go out to left wing was quite a big change for for Eddie to do that. Um So yeah, that that was just when what I was looking at going right because the media put it up as four three three, I was like, that's not a lot of like that um so they didn't but no i thought generally it was what i thought really. it's just a few players were in slightly different positions i'd imagine some maximin's pace up front they thought for some reason they when they were sat deeper than they had been doing they could hit on the counter with maximin just as a as a thought i think that's probably what i thought they were trying to do but yeah. as we'll come on to it, it didn't
1: really work yeah uh roadsy um uh, match summary please mate another strong one i am i'm hoping for
2: it's another strong one um it's it's one of the most um dominant in terms of lack of conceding chances that we've ever seen um twenty four shots to four um only point two x g for them no big chances and amazingly no shots in the box um for the opposition which is only the fourth time under clock that we've uh, we've ever had that we had it against brighton um we had it against um palace, i think it might have been the seven nil but then we also had it
1: metres was their closest shot.
2: We also had it against Newcastle earlier this season, so Newcastle haven't had a shot in our box this season, (laughs) Um, which is madness. It's amazing. um, 2.3, non-penalty XG in our favour. Maybe it could have been three big chances. We had three chances with an XG value over 0.3 on understat, the the Diaz one um, on 83, the Jota um from the through ball from milner was 0.31 and then obviously the chance went down at 0.94 which is mad um although he was incredibly close to the to the line so yeah it's about newcastle i thought were going to give us more of a game than this this the scoreline doesn't reflect the uh performance we should have put them to bed a lot earlier i thought um Our season numbers in terms of the XG, uh, 538 of us the highest at 2.54, and Kayleigh has got us at the best defence at 0.84. All of them are about 1.45 XG difference, which we've never seen. Um, So, yeah, if we can just... If we have a a big chance fest for the last four games, we usually have a lot of big chances in the Spurs game, although, obviously, they have some. uh, They they usually have a couple as well. In fact, that was the last time we conceded. more big chances than we created, Um and yeah, they're just <laughs> how this finished one nil. I'll never know because Newcastle yeah. less intent than Everton and Villarreal, or yeah. maybe not Everton, but they they didn't test. Uh, Allison and like I say, four four games in a row now, Um one in Europe and three in the league without conceding a big chance, which is tremendous. Never absolutely
1: tremendous. Um, now. Say, so, um, we, Lord Eddie Howe, on this pod is our long-standing our favourite manager, because you know even in the early days of Klopp, the pressing was always best when we played Bournemouth. So, what, what did you see um, with this game? Because it was quite quite comfortable despite the scoreline. Um pretty dominant in those stats that Rosie just outlined. What similar similarities did you see with Eddie Howe's previous teams and, and, and what was different this time around?
3: I didn't see many similarities with Eddie's previous teams, to be fair. Um, I thought he tried to be really pragmatic and um, they set up to maybe um, Barts was right about attacking the right-back, but I, I don't think it's Trent. I just think that everybody tries to attack us down that, that way, one way or the other. Because it's not
1: um, Virgil's side.
3: Yeah. Um yeah. and they just put Joelinton out there to launch the ball to him. Like the most common pass in their game was Dubravka to Joel Joelinton. And he just kept losing the ball. Um Joe Gomez is quite good in the air too. At yeah. one point they even flip we flipped uh, Matip and Joe Gomez. Um so so when they had, uh, like, set possession, Matic would go out there to make sure he got Joe Ellington. And um, it totally nullified them, and we, we had total domination of the ball. They had three touches in our box. I don't care what they say. If you get caught, off, caught offside four times in our box, that counts as seven. So they actually had three touches in our box the whole game. They created absolutely nothing. We created lots. We were rampant. We should have scored four, five, or six. Yeah, we should. We just um, made some bad choices and, and some terrible finishing Mane's. Um, I, I know this is me going on about Mane, but two ma- two matches. Diaz is flashing his knickers without actually doing the thing that wins his matches. And yeah. um, stop doing God no-look no passes. Make sure the pass goes in the exact spot you
1: need it to. <laughs> And, and then Jota, when he has his one, he just blams it straight at the keeper, isn't he? He goes for power, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Um, now, but um, the thing I liked about this match was it, I thought it was a microcosm of our whole campaign. All the things that we have, the themes that we've talked about throughout the season, were all in evidence big time in this game. So catching the opposition offside, the high line, um. Shots from set plays and set pe- set, set pieces. Clean sheets. <laughs> this yeah. was this was like the greatest tits album, wasn't it? <laughs> I was.
4: Uh, and, I, and I think, also, the midfield worked.
1: Yeah. It you were know, they were they, they were great. I mean, people...
4: Passing Network's really nice, isn't Passing it? Passing Network's really well. I mean, I'll chuck in image I did before, pre-pod, which might might show so if I can get it to work. Um, but it sort of... We worked really well as a unit. You know, Navigate went and did his his thing that yeah. he's doing now. If you look here, we uh, our right half space, we pressed their left half space, which was their predominant area. So it matches yeah. up. If you start looking at how we're producing the present data and how it matches up with some other data out there, the, the three roles are defined there. And, and Milner did his thing that he needs to do for that team. And he did very well and actually had a big hand in the goal. Um, yeah. And Hender did. So I thought... It's just anno- though, These games are annoying because we tickled about. Like you said Septicius, we should have scored off home. I mean, VVD then you put one over from six yards. From six, yeah, you spot, right?
1: absolutely laced. It. Absolutely it went laced. Like into right? the top tier.
4: <laughs> and, and that's in the that's in the first few first yeah. phase of play, right? So again, another thing that we we could, could do it getting back to doing. We are extremely tight at the back. You know, we were exceptional in getting them offside. I mean, Almeron breaks us offside, but it was you know we do that. We play around. The other thing I thought we did really well here away from home is we move the ball between our 6 and the 2 centre halves at times to just kill the game it's particularly when we want 1-0 up we just pass the ball between in that little triangle might go back to bally but it just kept we just kept the ball but we just killed the clock and that's again an element of control that we you know we're going away this is an away game the, the we were told that he's an informed side yeah. and yet we didn't let him have the ball and we just kept it there. So, oh. and that, I thought that was, that was interesting. I thought, yeah, with a bit more finishing, this could have been three, four, five. It was yeah. just annoying. I mean, Mané had two glorious chances. Jota should have squared it to uh, Diaz. Um And that's just off the top of my head thinking of
1: chances. So yeah, yeah it, I mean, it was yes, a- another 66%. Uh-huh possession away from home yeah. five changes against against a team that have been in form i mean so I mean,
4: everything we've been saying we're doing the sports science the the, the rotation yeah. the the pressing in a limited amount of possession time yeah so yeah. i don't know what the time was but was it, it eight, was it eight offsides or nine you nine
1: nine
4: nine, I nine offsides it's... i mean i mean come on they had the ball for they had 32 32 minutes of, the, of possession so again, a limited amount of time for us to do our, our pressing thing in yeah. with um, with a change midfield three, so you know it, it, it worked. This is exactly why we are in the position we are in.
1: Yeah. Um. So, um, uh, Roti, uh, talk to me about that opening call.
2: Yes, from a from a press Dan. Um, yeah, Milner, because, I think. In fact, didn't the, all all the three big uh, big chances come from?
1: We had four, yeah, we had four big chances uh, I think uh, or three three yeah from from pressing in this game one point seven one expected goals from pressing, oh
2: <laughs> exactly oh. what you want is that one highest must be yeah,
1: yeah. it's it, it it's I think it's going to be about mind, we've had so many now uh, this season of one point five expected it's it's just nuts now, <laughs> it's just you just become blase about the whole thing, you say, oh, it's just another one point seven extra from pressing, but most We're, of it was on this nabby chance
2: through ball, yeah, yeah. And then uh, had to have the composure to beat the keeper. Nabe, he was kind of like gliding through the box. Um, it was great to see, and he obviously just sticks it in. I was thinking, oh please, oh, please don't hit the players that were still on the line. But I think he makes them. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but he takes it on his left in the end, doesn't he? he? Shoots on his. Um. Yeah, it's a huge value shot. And when you do score early against a team that is uh, limited in their ambition. You tend to think that they're going to have to come out at some point, but again, they didn't have any chance. Um, but we just couldn't get that second one because it, it looked like the floodgates were about to open at any moment. But um, yeah, after getting the early goal, we just didn't get another. So the so the tension was still there until the end. Yeah, just uh, to get the little just... tension because like we haven't we haven't had any tension in four games because we haven't conceded a big <laughs> chance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was Milner who got the press for the um, for the Cater goal for the opener. Um, and then. Did he get
2: another one as well? Was it another one
1: he got? E... No, Mane got the one. Uh, there was one on 61 minutes from Mane. Cater of Fabinho group press for the Jota chance. And then Cater oh, yeah. for okay. the Diaz chance at the end when he, when he sticks
2: it wide. Yeah. Um... Pressing masterclass in the Villarreal game, but like, there, there were elements to it in this as well, weren't there? yeah
1: i mean the one of the things that i thought uh, the, the themes of the match was um, it it was it was definitely more of a defensive press it wasn't it wasn't go into the final third and let's that's take the game and, and and camp on and create a red wall across the you know um across the edge of their defensive third at all it was it was it was much more defensive in nature and opportunistic as gag said he collected it it was a lot of it was caused by the, the second balls in, in 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 our right back channel on joe linton as, as i said so um and then it was and, and bart's put a brilliant uh, little image in the uh, in the group ch- chat showing yeah how, how that how that lines up as well so a lot of it was more opportunities where, where the, where, the uh, where it was but we still got a lot out of the, the the limited amount that we did press we still got a lot from it in this match is it fair to say, though, it was
4: a more of a containing mid press? If you get what I mean, mid we mid to low, yeah, very much. Yeah, it it wasn't work, like a we got the we didn't need to go and get the goal. If you get what I mean, it was like right, well, yeah. we'll just press you to contain and stop you from doing anything, and then if we want to, we'll just hit you. On the counter. Yeah,
1: and if it very much, it was very much like Newcastle tried to press us. I mean, I would have, um, I I would have loved uh, if we had the chance, Rosie. You know, get clone New and, and collect Newcastle pressing in this game because I think there would have been a lot of pressing fails. It was singular, wasn't
4: it? It was. Yeah. The, they were trying to press our, but I mean, did you see the time when VVD got pressed by three players he dribbles past them all and yeah. just plays a thirty-yard pass? I was like. But that yeah. it was a lot of it was singular pressing from them that it wasn't as uh, nuanced. It's not going to be as nuanced as us. So they expect. were
1: committing quite a lot of men. Up the, they were, in, 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 but not in a not in a uh, systematic way. No. So they no. were committing players. So once we could play through it, it was quite easy to get on top of their defense. Really, what I thought. Yeah, because we yeah,
3: Darth, we had sixty pressures and uh, F bomb pressures, and we had and they had forty nine, and we had all.
1: Sorry, sorry, you cut out there
3: they had we had 60 pressures in this game uh, stats bomb pressures and they had 49 and we had all of the ball yeah yeah so they 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 statistically didn't pressure us we had okay. 680 touches and they pressured
1: us they pressured us with
3: 6% of those
1: okay okay Maybe it's because maybe it's because I I was the last two games with Villarreal and Everton they had not attacked us at all so maybe I was getting carried away with how much they were actually okay. pressing us. No, they were they were centered. If you go on on the stats bomb stuff,
4: they fifty three percent of their presses were in defensive third. Okay. So yeah, it was very singular up top. It was yeah. of, mainly defensive.
3: One of the big tactical changes was that we backed off because we put so you can't you can't high press unless your eights are engaged. Nope. And we dropped Naby to, um, to basically for the second phase of whatever happened with Joelinton, So Gomez or Matic were, were there to head the ball and we dropped Naby onto the toes of Joe to, to to pick up whatever happens next. So he can't press.
4: That was after yeah. the goal, wasn't it, sorry?
3: It was about 20 minutes in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, should uh, we, we talk about Navigator in this game? He was he was he was top presser uh, for us again. Um, he, he got a bit uh, he, the goal as well. He's he's just in the form of his Liverpool career right now, isn't he? Say,
3: yeah, he looks amazing. That goal was unbelievable. It was all by him. He was the the guy that was um, forcing the their instability in the first half an hour of the game. He was everywhere. His touch is always so progressive. He, he when he gets it, he's on the half turn. He is already ready to go and grab them by the throat. Um there's nothing passive about him. I think he's wonderful and he's he definitely is at his best right now.
1: No, yeah, no he is. Sure. Loads of high
2: value wins as well, aren't they, Dan from nabe for the uh person.
1: Yeah, he was. He was um, I'm just trying to look for the um for the chart now. Um eleven,
2: 11 from twenty five.
1: Yeah. But he's always been a pressing, pressing win, um, possession win monster. Right from that, right from his first season, it's never gone on. And uh, one thing I do want to talk about, but, um, is you wanted to keep an eye on it before the match, which is uh, Um he, he looks like a decent player um, yeah. in terms of a playmaker, and we did, um, we definitely did a job on him. In um, considering it was a low pressing performance from us, thirty-five targets on Gimoresh.
4: Yeah, he. he... <sighs> Rightly or wrongly, he'd been getting a lot of the praise pre-press and in the Cascade report, he, a lot of their play was seen to be going uh, through him in the position. He, I think he'd played deeper in a lot of the previous games. But um, yeah, so it was interesting to see what the matchup would be for us uh, when he played. Yeah, he played the six in the last outing against Norwich. Um and he, yeah, so that that was interesting that he moved him further forward, but um, no, so it was great actually to see us. Nullify is the wrong word. I think just force him differently, so he wasn't playing his usual game, forcing forward. They were trying something else. But uh, I think your pass map there shows the targets on him, right?
1: Yeah, well, Milner particularly. I mean, one thing. I like, one thing I, when Milner plays left, eight. The one, the thing I always like is that he's got that really good balance with Robertson. For a start, yeah, and and that that's a natural thing because you know because Milner spent the entire season playing the left back and um, probably, um, but in this game he he, he was very much Gimmerish was very much in his zone and he stuck to him and all the uh, twelve of those thirteen targets Milner had were in the first half, yeah, um, um, but he, he did a similar job. Um, he did a similar job on kante in the in the in the in the league cup final when um, when he came on there for the last half an hour he absolutely got in kante's face for you know and basically just didn't give him any time on the ball and and when you've got a talented playmaker like Gimmerish, i think that's a pretty sensible tactic isn't it Pat?
4: no i know i do i think and you know, i think you you look at it and well he came into the side he did the job that's that's what he does. his task was shutting down their playmaker that's what he did. He forced uh, Shelby and the others to to be on the ball more, and you saw the effect they they created. Was it point point two point whatever the xG was and, and nullified it. So yeah, I think Neil yeah. does that for a limited period of time. He knows his body, and he and he shuts. He can do that role. He's very good at knowing what he can and can't do. Yeah. Um, and I, as I said, and he had a key contribution for the goal. So yeah, I thought it was it was it was one of his better performances recently, should we say? Although yeah. I don't quite
1: understand the crying at the end, but anyway. A um, bit of love for Joe Gomez, si? I thought he was. A pr- considering he's he's coming in cold here, um, the kid. Um, he's not played much this season, really. Um, this was a pretty pretty tremendous performance, wasn't it, from Joe?
3: I thought he's played really well. And um, I think he's played really well most of the games. He had he had one shaggy period, maybe Arsenal or something like that in the cup early in the season when when he obviously he's working his way back to fitness, but. Um, I didn't expect to ever see him play right back again after his injury
1: and
2: he's doing a really good job at it. There was a read the... at one point, didn't he, when he cuts it back from Mane, Little yeah. dribble quality pass. That
1: I didn't try. expect that. I didn't think he, I didn't think he had that pass in his locker. That was a lovely cutback, I thought.
3: Yeah. It's just he's just a good footballer. Like just we we're spoiled by Trent. And because he's not <laughs> Trent, he's not a Grok, he's not Tony Adams out there. He's, he's a raw <laughs> voice true. of a centre back yeah a you defend, mean, He's a quality defender no stop brilliant centre back yeah
1: yeah but because we've got Canate, matip and vvd these opportunities are limited there it's just the sad state of affairs for him isn't it That's well, all.
3: I, I think I think he's a victim of his injury i think if he if he hadn't been injured and we'd have bought Canate and he wouldn't have he'd still kept his place it's just that he was he was coming back from his injury, and the other two lads don't deserve to get to get dropped at this point because they they've, they've yeah. worked their way above him. That's all. I don't think I don't think Canate is of is of greater quality. It's just
2: opportunity because of his injury. Yeah, I think we're going to uh, try and keep him this <clears throat> next season.
3: I think it's absolute madness if we let Joe Gomez.
2: Agreed.
4: I think he's down to the player as well. Though. Yeah because I, I agree with you so I'd be nuts to let him go, but he might want to play at the World Cup. Uh
3: if I was Joe Gomez, I would demand to
2: Just broke up there, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um Brody, quick one to come to you. Um Alan San Maximum, um, how would you feel if he was wearing a Liverpool jersey watching him? How would how would he make you feel as a fan?
2: Oh, absolutely, drive you mental, wouldn't he? He couldn't play in our team. He's um, got a lot of skill on the ball. Obviously, he's absolutely lightning fast, so he's got the attributes. It's like the uh, Triori syndrome, isn't it? Um, yeah. You, uh, he was know, a bit of a bunny, I think, for the press, we just let him ball. have it. Around him, know what he's going to do. I'm not sure he does at times, and uh, lots of blind alleys, a lot of work, but yeah. Very
1: f- like Gag said, we just we just let him have it, closed him down, and then <laughs> just wait for him to wait for him to turn the ball over. He's like it was a bit of a it was a bit of a blind alley, I think, for him. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, you know in, in in the pressing trap, it was we didn't even have to proactively engage with him. We just had to shadow him.
2: <laughs> what would he be like in a good team, though? I don't know. Yeah. I think he needs a lot more uh it needs to improve his decision making I'll be
1: I guess he's going to I guess it'll be we'll have the chance to to see to test this theory like because Newcastle will be the petri dish won't they because we the assumption is that they're going to buy lots and lots of good players so, so maximum will stay and then we'll have to see what what happens to his level of his level of his game won't we
2: yeah
1: because you you got the assumption has got to be the Newcastle are going to go out and buy a load more players like Kieran Trippier yeah? yeah
2: that kind of level <laughs> of
1: player no, he's good. Trippy is a good player. Anyway, haven't they, and Gimmarish. Haven't they haven't they got our stats plot guy out there, or is that? Oh, they have got Dan Ashworth. Yeah, I no. was going to
4: say I wouldn't have thought he would profile older players to come and build a project. Personally, the
3: great the great West Bromwich Albion's Dan Ashworth. He's a good. He's a good director of football. At England and Brighton,
1: have, have you, you seen, seen Brighton's like... recruitment? Don't knock it, man. No, no. I'm just saying with with Trippier, he is a good player, but he's an older player, right? I think they signed him before they appoint. I think that he was signed. Yeah, true. I'm just. I think I agree. He's a good player.
3: I was on gardening leave. Dan did all the work. Okay.
4: I just think they'll go for a, a, you know, a 2024 type player. They want to build a side, not have older players in who are there for the money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you're not going to do that by getting the players.
1: Twenty-eight, thirty—that way on high wages. That's not how you build a side. Yeah, but they are, um, I think I think putting t- contrast uh, to, to Fasai's point, we will get to see say, maximum play with better players and see if he is actually what well, you know any good. If life. you if you
3: look at what City did, City bought loads of trippiers and then they gradually yeah, started they to buy better players. They did moved up the league. They, they also
1: bought buy- Roque Santa Cruz and <laughs> and Joe. <laughs> And it was the Brazilian guy that came. They brought Rubinio.
4: him in, Rabinho. yeah. But yeah. That, that was before they had proper structure in place, right? Yeah, They true. didn't have and analytics.
3: Rabinho was the best player in the world at the time.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. And and obviously the big first thing that that the Newcastle got to do next year is get rid of John Joe Shelby. Yeah, <laughs> you got to do a lot of things. I mean, I'd Love say him. I'd start oh, with the yeah. centre halves as well. Yeah, but, yeah. Right. Any other business on the Newcastle match? Say, si. nope. nope. no. But, no. Roaty, no, mate. In that case, it's another game tomorrow. <laughs> it's another game. We will be back next next Monday for the double header of Villarreal and Spurs. And until then, up the Reds.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel